getting right into it. Rough week. We got to start strong and professional, or as best as this show can. Uh, this is the podcast, Yo, Is This Racist? I'm Tawny Newsom. Uh, we got producer Kevin Bartelt. And we have a guest co-host. Last week, uh, we were just going on and on being like, listen to their podcast. They're the only smart people talking about this. Not the only, but smarter than us. Uh, and then this week, <laughs> we were like, you know what? Andrew's busy. He can't be here. Let's go ahead and have um, Imani Gandhi on the show to guest co-host. That's right. She's the senior editor of law and policy for Rewire News Group, host of The Great Pod, Boom Lawyered, general smart and also funny person on Twitter. Imani, thank you for joining us. Ah, thank you for having me. So, yeah. So last week we were talking all about your great show. Thank you. I'm sure our listeners, um, if they weren't already listening to your show, hopefully they went over to check y'all out because I've just been loving how you've been covering the absolute tomfuckery going on uh, with our Supreme Court and this possible Roe ban. Um, and then since me emailing you and saying, hey, do you want to come on and be a guest co-host? We've had a terrible uh, racist hate crime mass murderer shoot and kill 10 people in a Buffalo supermarket. Absolutely devastating. Uh, you know, all, all, all I really have to say and I, it's tough for this show when we, especially when we bring guests on or we bring guest co-hosts to come and, you know, engage with the tone of our show, which is trying to be a comedy show, even though the subject matter is heavy. Um, I feel like y'all do that on Boom Lawyer, too. Like, you're able to walk a line, right? Yeah, I mean, we have to at this yeah. point. We are, we are staring down the barrel of the end of legal abortion in this country. That's a very scary thing. Um, And we have been podcasting for, what, five years now? Yeah, five years. And it's been five years of this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Oh, my God, it's happening. Oh, shit, it's happening. You know, and that's just kind of, you know, we've been just we've just been trying to prepare our listeners. And we always like we try we try to leave on a note of either hope or just a reverence, because if we got on the mic every week and was like, yeah, Abortion's going to be criminalized. They're going to start throwing people in jail. All right, peace. Nice talking to you. I mean, no one wants that level of people need to be educated, but they also, I think, need to feel empowered to do yeah. something um, and to do something useful, right? To do something useful. And that's not something like put on a cape and a bonnet and go march around somewhere. I mean, like, I'm we so got We got the, I'm tired of theatrics. You know what I, I mean? I need people to watch any other show. I need people to watch any, one any more show. Any other show or and read any other book. I'm reading Parable of the Sour right now. Read that by Octavia Butler. But it's just... Yeah. I mean, on the advice. one hand, it's it's good to see that people are acti- activated and galvanized. But on the other yeah. hand, we're so beyond abortion 101 that if you're just now getting galvanized, we need you to do remedial 101 abortion really super fast and then get on get on our level like right now, because yeah. it's just really tiring for the activists. who, And not even me. Like I'd cover this stuff. There are people on the ground activists who are just exhausted and are trying to field people who want to help, but don't know how to help. And so their first instinct is to reinvent the wheel. And it's like, no, you don't need to start a Facebook group where you talk about camping trips or what have you, because abortion funds are there. Right. Um, so people are already doing the work. People are already doing the work. And I'm sure, you know, you've got listeners who are doing some kind of work and they would get annoyed if someone came in, and they were like elbowing you aside and saying, I've got ideas. And there are, sure. are ideas that are already in practice. So, you yeah. know. Um, I do want to just rant 
uh, just a little bit about Absolutely. one specific topic because I know you have smart listeners and I need smart people to get this message and then spread it to other smart people so that when Roe is reversed in the end of June, which is likely when it's going to happen, everyone's on board. Everyone knows what happened. Yeah. And okay. this is good because our listeners, they like marching orders. They're very good. We tell them, <laughs> we give them a little task. We tell them to go do a thing and then they go after it. So please, right. the floor is yours. And I think one of the issues is, is a lot of people don't really know what Roe versus Wade says. They think it just says you can get an abortion and that's it. But it actually is more specific than that. It says that up until the point of fetal viability, which is when the fetus can survive on its own outside the womb, about 23, 24 weeks, a person has the absolute right to choose an abortion. Up to fetal viability, you have the absolute right to choose an abortion. A state can throw up roadblocks, and they do. They can regulate it. And some, and in some cases, they regulate it so much that people can't get one. And then they're like, woohoo, we did our job. <laughs> but you have the legal right to get one up to fetal viability. After fetal viability, that's when states have a potential, an interest in potential life. And they can start actually saying, nope, you can't get an abortion now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I just said, right, fetal viability, that's the marker. That's what Roe says, fetal viability. 15 weeks is way before fetal viability. It's about nine, 10 weeks before fetal viability. So for the court to uphold this Mississippi ban, the court absolutely has to reverse Roe. Right. That's just absolutely. That's just, that's just a fact. You cannot uphold this ban and uphold Roe at the same time because Roe says more than you can get an abortion. But here's the thing, conservatives and even the court and just pundits writ large are going to try to convince people that the court upheld the ban but didn't reverse Roe because it still allowed people to get abortions up to 15 weeks. But Roe says you can get abortions up to about 24 weeks. So that's really my main sticking point because part of the conservative propaganda machine is going to be to convince people that what we've been saying is going to happen didn't really happen. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the people who've been saying it's going to happen are hysterical. They've been hysterical for a decade, complaining that you weren't going to be able to get an abortion, that Roe was going to be reversed. But look, you can still get an abortion. Right. That's we not didn't what do says. that thing. Right. That's we didn't do Rose the says. big scary thing that these exactly. crazy shrill people are shrieking about. And we so did a moderate we, thing. And so when we start being crazy and shrill and shrieking about same sex marriage and mm-hmm. interracial marriage and contraception, they can look and say, oh, well, they were screaming about abortion and they were wrong. So come on. We're not coming for your contraception. Meanwhile, they're coming for your contraception. Right. It's this idea that they don't want to say they don't want to show their hand. They just want to get shit done and then backtrack and be like, we didn't do what we just did. Right. right. Like abortion has been criminalized in Texas since September, essentially. Yeah. And so by the time Roe comes down, people will be like, it's been already been criminalized in Texas. Why are you why are you ladies so upset? Right. And so I just want to make sure that people aren't allowing themselves to fall for this propaganda, which is intended to tamp down their rage and their anger and mm-hmm. to miss. And it's a misdirect. Right. Yeah, and, and playing off mis- of the ignorance that yes. so many people have, even very smart people, you know. And uh, it's like it's the freaking Constitution. It's really specific, really nerdy stuff. If you didn't go to law school, it's okay if you don't get it. It's okay course. if you haven't read Roe. Who wants to sit down and read a hundred page opinion on a Saturday night? Nobody. But like <laughs> that's why I'm here, right? So I can tell you what these cases say. And when I yeah. tell you that the court has to overturn Roe to uphold this ban, you can just go and tell that to other people. And I guarantee you it's 100% correct. You will never right. be wrong if you say that. So thank you that for is allowing me that space. 
Oh, of course. Any, any, any time. Absolutely. Anytime. If you want to come here and just tell us, uh, tell us relative smart people why we might be communicating stupidly about something, I will always take it. And that doesn't even have to apply to, you know, repro stuff. You can, you can come talk to us about anything. Excellent. Anything you you. want. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty staggering to me how stupid some of the language has been around just general biology mm-hmm. things. I mean, um, I you shared on Twitter a transcript from, what was it, two Congress people talking about? Uh, g- a, oh, uh, yeah, in Louisiana. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was talking about what contraception is and whether or not, you know, life begins when the egg is fertilized or when it implants. One of the guys, Bill Ivey, because I saw him on Twitter be like, hey, I was just trying to point out that this Republican dude didn't know what he was talking about. So he and he opposes the bill. But even sure. that, like even the fact that it is down to some random white guy to to stand up for the rights of women and other people capable of becoming pregnant, like that's messed up. Where are the women to stand up for their own rights? Where are the people, where are the trans men and the non-binary representatives to stand up for their people? You know what I mean? Like, we need to be standing up for so many things and it's being left to maybe a white guy who feels pretty good about some of these issues. We're just going to let them handle it. And then we kind of have to be grateful because, hey, at least they're not an asshole. And I'm just, it's just tiring. It's exhausting having other people make rules about your body. Especially right? when they don't have the information or the experience or, uh, yeah, just e- even the correct, the, the terminology. fully correct terminology, perspective to to talk about it and to educate the public about it. Because, I mean, there are, there are men who think that all women get their period on the same day every month. Oh, my That's God. I, saw, I know I saw that tweet. That was like, yeah, someone thought all women got it on the 15th. But like, right. like it's payday. It's like, a, like you like get a, a paycheck. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like on the fifteenth, everybody gets their overtime, uh, overtime checks. I mean, Good it's Lord. wild. And I mean, but that of course goes to directly to you know not emphasizing um, sexual education in schools and all of that stuff. Like we're just not taught. We're not taught about our bodies in a useful way because of the puritanical way in which this country was founded. And the way that they kind of keep a death grip on information like that. And it's like, no, information will just help all of us to to understand our bodies and to understand what these laws are trying to outlaw. But that's precisely what they don't that's want. What they, yeah, they don't want people to be educated. I mean, look at the whole the panic around critical race theory and history. I you know, they cannot. don't want they don't want they don't want white kids learning that maybe their ancestors did some fucked up shit that they're still benefiting from. It's not about like making white kids feel bad. Although, right. given what happened in Buffalo, pfft. yeah, maybe I mean, we should. Ugh. But it's—I just, mean, it's—it's it's about understanding what the history of this country is. This country is so young, too, right? Like that's what's crazy about it. This country is so young, and it's so averse to learning anything about uh, learning about anything that happened before, like 1985. You know what I mean? It's just real bizarre, and yeah. so you end up with people who honestly you know, didn't know that Juneteenth was a thing or doesn't or don't know that. No, really, the Civil War was fought because of slavery. It wasn't because of states rights or didn't know that Abraham Lincoln was as racist as the rest of them. Right. Or that uh, the country of Haiti was forced to pay reparations to France for revolting and essentially stealing themselves back. Haiti revolted. Yeah. yeah, Haiti stole themselves, and and France was basically like, "Well, you stole our property, so you have to pay us reparations." Up until like as recent as something like two thousand five. 
Like yeah. we were alive and voting when <laughs> doing when and, Haiti finally Netflix, repaid you know? their debt. Yeah, to <laughs> the country like, of France. And you know that's something I just learned very recently and was like, oh shit, why didn't I know about this? Um, yeah. yeah. And you mentioned the Buffalo shooting and just to kind of sorry y'all, this is a little messy because I really wanted Imani here to like rant about what she does and knows best, but obviously we have to address um, this recent terrible news. I just wanted to talk about how this shooter, this 18-year-old shooter who drove four hours to go to a predominantly black area, maybe the blackest area in this part of Western New York, in upstate New York and Buffalo, to kill black people. It was 100% a hate crime. He was self-admittedly a white supremacist, an anti-Semite. He was radicalized, yes, on 4chan and yes, by, you know, terrible memes on kind of, you know, fringy far-right websites uh, with the great replacement theory. But he was also fed that rhetoric from straight up Fox News, straight up mainstream absolutely mainstream right ideals. Tucker Carlson talks about the replacement theory constantly, just brags about it as though it is fact. This idea that people of color and immigrants are coming to replace white people in this country. That is what this gunman, that's what his manifesto talked about. That is what he has proclaimed himself. And still, parts of the media have a hard time calling him a white supremacist, calling this a hate crime, calling it a racist murder, mass murder of black people. And I just, I don't know... I don't know what to do. Look, I'm an actor. This is a comedy show. We are not good at this. But I, I, I feel it makes us feel insane when it is so obvious that, you know, members of this country are just able to just purport absolute hate speech, just inciting terrorism and violence and they're allowed to present it as though, oh, well, we're just we're just bringing up things on a regular old cable news channel as though it's casual and innocent and valid. And it just is so it's so disheartening. I mean, blood is on these people's hands. That's really all I have to say about it. Um, it's super fucking depressing and also goes to how no one is fucking taught anything that happened before 1985. Yeah, it's just like I, I saw the news and my reaction was just like, I'm just going to stay off of Twitter because I didn't sure. even have the heart to like tweet the appropriate things that you're supposed to tweet. Right. Like you see sure. the you see activists and black, just black people, you know, all tweeting similar things because it's a similar shared trauma and a similar shared pain. And after a while, it starts to feel mundane. And that's yeah. kind of fucked up, you know, like it shouldn't be mundane to me that 10 people lost their lives because this white guy was radicalized by watching Tucker Carlson and feeling like his life was literally in danger because of black and brown people. Right. But for me, I saw that and I was like, oh, here we go. And that's I hate that. I hate yeah. that I have that reaction. I hate that this country is making anti-blackness just mundane. Yeah. Boring. And there's know. there are times it's interesting because I notice with myself, there are times when it isn't mundane and it does feel like it hits me right in the face and it really like causes a strong reaction in me, which I think is important. And then the times when it doesn't, I don't I, I haven't quite parsed why that is, what whether it's the details of the specific, you know, things that happen or if it's the way that they get reported on. I, I, I don't know. And I don't know what's right. But I, yeah, the it, it, it certainly shouldn't feel every day. It shouldn't feel every day. And, yeah, it really shouldn't. And it shouldn't. 
And it shouldn't, fe- I mean, I think it was Karen, Karen, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Atia of the Washington Post tweeted something like, I just don't know what to do about America anymore. And that's kind of how I felt. Just like, what do we even do with this? Because yeah. it's not going to, it's not going to change the way the media reports on it. The media is still going to report about how like Twitter has a left-leaning bias and how radical leftists are trying to cancel culture people. All the while, Republicans and, and conservatives in red states are banning books and censoring people and firing teachers. They are the ones that are attacking free speech. Texas just passed a law that says it's like social or just uh, didn't. Yeah, Texas just passed a law that says social media companies can't moderate content in Texas. How, how, is, how is Twitter supposed to operate in Texas? Yeah, right. because they just want hate speech to be able to be to be able to be rampant. So like right. they're te- so they're interfering in Twitter's First Amendment rights by regulating how Twitter operates its business. Like it sounds kind of incongruous. Like, well, yeah, sure, people in Texas should be able to tweet whatever they want. That's free speech. No, free speech is government intrusion. People think free speech is just oh you you know someone said I called me an asshole after I said the n word. No, right. They shouldn't be able to tell my boss at Panera that I said the n word. Right. Exactly. No, it's the government doing some kind of action. So when the government of Texas, when the state of Texas tells Twitter how to run its business with respect to speech, that's a First Amendment violation. Boom. It's also not workable. Right. You know, like, what, what is Twitter supposed to do? Just cut Texas off? I know, right? But like, these are the things that are going on and people don't know about it because the media is reporting about how the radical left is like, you know, said that some some turf couldn't give a speech at a college or whatever. I mean, it's right. just... They're focusing on all these soft uh, bullshit cancellation stories. They're focusing on things like two black celebrities fucking getting into a fight at a right. award show. Good Shit God. like that. Instead of like actual, the actual like rights of people that are being uh, revoked and oppressed and snatched. Straight yeah. up snatched. Straight up snatched. By, by, and they tell you that's not what they're doing. Like that's what's crazy about it. These right. bounty hunter laws. They're going to be nuts. There are states now that are passing laws to protect their residents from other states trying to criminalize them for doing abortion-related stuff. Like right. a doctor in Connecticut, Connecticut just passed this law that basically says, if, you know, if you're in another state and you're trying to criminalize people in our state, get the fuck out of here. Our law enforcement's not going to cooperate with you. We're not going to yep. do any of that like comedy stuff, C-O-M-I-T-Y, not comedy, ha-ha comedy. Oh, is that where the police talk to each other supposedly yeah, police across talk state to lines? each other, right? Okay. Because, you know, most, most states have similar criminal laws. Like if you, you know, you chop off someone's head in North Carolina and you go to Connecticut, Connecticut's going to be like, no, go back to North Carolina and deal with right. this. You chopped off somebody's head. Yeah, but you can't ent- do that here or there. <laughs> or there. But we're entering a world where some states think abortion is quote unquote murder and other right. states don't. And so these states that think it's murder are going to be like, well, you can't be murdering people in other places and not expect to be punished. But it's not murder in other places. Like this is, but it's crazy. It, things are about to get so crazy. And I don't think people understand just from a grassroots level straight on up to like a litigation level just like how yeah. the courts are going to handle all of these issues like if biden decides to grow a pair and for example federalize some land and slap some abortion clinics on it that's a whole other fight between the federal government and states like it's just tawny yeah <laughs> i know i oh my god i am i it's like i'm exhausted but i'm also like energized because i'm like okay but there's people who've been like prepared for this, people who've known about it, people who are ready to fight, all these abortion funds, this network of like vast, you know, this vast network of people making it, you know, 
uh, trying to help to reduce the barriers to access this care yeah. is there. And all we need to do is support it and know about it and know how to protect ourselves if we need to access it. Because that's the other fucking scary thing are, you know, these stories about people having miscarriages and then the nurse or the cop in the ER going through their phone and using that as evidence in a criminal case in order to put them in jail. Yeah. Shit like that is terrifying. So that's, that's another thing your listeners can do. Tell everyone they know that if they have some sort of med- they have some sort of complication from a pregnancy, do not tell anybody anything. Like you don't okay. have to tell them, oh, I think I tried to do this or I took, you know, miso or I whatever. You don't have don't tell them anything because you 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 can't healthcare worker, workers are snitches. Like a yeah. lot of them are snitches. You know, the, like well, the healthcare a- system is becoming carceral and that's messed up, particularly for black and brown women. So Right. Because if they're in a is this right, if they're in a state that has, you know, criminalized abortion, are they legally obligated to report any of your behavior if you have a, yeah. a miscarriage? And you, yeah, th- fucking I mean, it's some and some healthcare workers are just saying, like, no, we're not going to do that. They're just going rogue, you know, and ignoring sure. the reporting requirements. But a lot of these hostile states have reporting requirements. So, so you now- can't even really be honest with your healthcare worker about what you did or didn't do because you don't want to end up in jail. I mean, it's like it doesn't now- make sense. What are we doing? Am I okay? Forgive this very naive, just a sweet I'm just a sweet little teeny baby. This naive, <laughs> naive question. Um, Imani, what about the Hippocratic Oath? Oh, How does that not f- violate that first and foremost? That's the problem. Like, th- I mean, that's the problem. The state government uh-huh. is forcing doctors to violate the most basic oath. I mean, it's such a basic oath that goes back like thousands of years. Yeah. Doctors can't. They can't. So they're not or, just or fucking they up risk, our constitution. Or they risk a felony. Yeah. They're, I mean, they're fucking up ancient Greece. They, <laughs> they're fucking up the classics. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> and come mess. on. Those are those are old white men, too. Y'all should love them. You should yeah. leave their laws alone. Oh, Lord. It's a mess. I know. It is. Well, um, we appreciate you and we appreciate your show. And uh, God, I don't know how to leave this. This whole week has been so fucking wild. Uh, uh, well, we do have a couple of voicemails and we can keep oh, this yay. conversation going. We'll keep it loose. I'm sure we'll get, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about all kinds of things, but we are going to take a couple of voicemails to attempt to get to some lighter-ish content. It's light-ish, right, Kevin? I'd say so. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. The tone of the ad is probably going to be wildly inappropriate. <laughs> so everyone just prepare yourselves for that, for a too cheery ad about CBD oil or some shit. <laughs> and we'll be right back. And we're back. Everyone, welcome. Did everyone take a break? Take Everyone take a breath, have a snack, have a sip of water. No. Okay. <laughs> Us or okay. the listeners? Uh, b- both. If anyone needs a sip, everyone can, <laughs> everyone can take it. It's just been a wild time. And I imagine that it has not just been a wild time for us. I think everyone's like households and, and uh, you know, Slack channels have been ablaze the last couple of weeks. So I think people are, people are operating at like a high frequency of intensity, probably, which is okay. I just really like thinking about the listeners taking a snack break when we uh, take a break. <laughs> yeah. I want to encourage that for future episodes, everybody. Yeah. More Every snack breaks. Break, <laughs> get a little, get a wheat thin or something. Get your, some grapes. Gullet. Um, all right. Imani, would you like to hear a racism voicemail? <laughs> I would love to hear a racism voicemail. All right, Kevin, kick it. Hey, Andrew, Tani, Kevin, and possibly a guest. 
Um, I was calling. I met a white woman today um, with a little black dog, and she has named the dog Barack. (laughs) I'm not really sure if it's racist or if it's just ridiculous. Um, So I guess I'm half calling to ask you if you think it's racist. And also half calling just because I kind of wanted to narc on this lady a little bit. So yeah. um, let me know. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome to the show. Yo, is this racist or yo, is this ridiculous? <laughs> I like that. There should be a game show. Racist or ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you have to like hit a little buzzer depending on which it is. Yeah. And if yeah. it's both, you just throw up your hands. You're just yeah. like, yep. <laughs> it's both. Yep. <laughs> I mean, okay, I love when a call like this starts and like every word I'm kind of like bracing myself where it's like, I met this white lady and she had this little black and I kind of went, oh, Lord. <laughs> and then she said dog and I was like, okay. But then my mind, I was like, oh no, what'd she name the dog? What'd she name the dog? <laughs> like, and then when she said Barack, I had the feeling of like, uh, like it wasn't just, like it's, horrible. It's just. It's tacky. Like why? Yeah. Why? Why, Why are you naming your black dog Barack? <laughs> Honestly. Why right? are you naming any dog Barack? <laughs> That's it's like those are those too. flash in the pan names, you know, where it's like everyone named <laughs> my favorite are all the people who named their dogs Khaleesi, like in season one of Game of oh, Thrones. And sure, then by yeah. season eight, they were like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> Maybe not yeah. the best idea. That bitch done lost her mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's also just so of the moment. I guess also like, look, I, uh, I'm i a comedian and I live for a reverence, but is it a little disrespectful to name a dog after our first black president? Kind of. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of disrespectful. Not maybe, you know, I'm not going to get my panties in a wad about it. Right. I'm, but I, if I saw it, I'd be like, really? Was that necessary? Like, did, you have, That's, did you have to? Did you have to do that? Yeah, really? it just feels right. Because like, like, if it was... Ronald Reagan or something, I'd be like, who cares? Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) I give it three. Come on, man. I give it three of those. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's got three of those. Also, it just tells me you're just corny, like... Trying too hard. It just, it's like trying too hard. Would have voted for him a third time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it does have that Bradley Whitford from Get Out kind of a a vibe. Yeah. Um, Also, would we feel differently if the dog was a white dog? (laughs) I, think I cannot make stress. it weirder somehow. <laughs> I cannot stress enough what a tonal shift we've had from the beginning of this episode to now into this voicemail. And I just want to thank Andrew. Andrew's not here this week, but he did still pick the uh, the voicemails. And so I think maybe he did this on purpose to give us a little <laughs> palate cleanser. And we thank him for that. Um, yeah, weirder if the dog was white. Does it, what, what if it's a cat? I'm just going through all the what ifs because I'm like, there's something about and okay, forgive me if I'm getting too. Maybe I've got like, like a my, hamster or like a guinea pig named Barack would be kind of cute. Maybe, maybe a rabbit. Right? Maybe a rabbit. Yeah, something like cute and not like not a dog. Because pardon me while I put my little Hotep hat on for a second. But there's something about equating a black man to a dog that That's also not, isn't sitting right. Yeah, it's it's a little Michael Vickian somehow. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but a little bunny, a little bunny that maybe doesn't a, seem to have the a same. A little bunny named Barack. It's also alliterative, you know. That's true. Barack bunny, the bunny. Barack. <laughs> B- Barack the bunny. I like it. All right, caller. Well, you have your marching orders. If you meet that white lady again, tell Bring her. Bring her hey. a bunny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just thrust the bunny in her hands and then like, walk this away would be... with no explanation. <laughs> 
this would be a better choice, ma'am, and then just walk away. This lady's like, who are you? Also, what do I do with this rabbit? (laughs) Yeah, I have issue with, um, as someone who did name their pet after a celebrity, uh, but I did it when I was like 18, I sometimes when I'm like, oh no, what if when your pet dies and then you got to like post that this celebrity named pet died, it just feels super weird to me. Maybe we should retire naming pets after real living people. I named my first dog Nate Dog. And then when Nate Dog died, like the actual guy died Mm -hmm. before my dog died, I tweeted something like, oh man, Nate Dog died. And people were like, what the hell? You know, like your dog died and that's your reaction. (laughs) I was like, no, no, no. My dog is psychopath. I know, like, oh man, my dog died. Eh, Oh well, Eh. moving on. (laughs) Oh well. When I was six, my sister and I got hamsters and she named hers Britney after Britney Spears. And I named mine Andy because there was a guy who lived on my street whose name was Andy. And I was like, that guy's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's a really funny. I think like six or seven. I think I was in like first grade. That's adorable. adorable. <laughs> You're like, that Just guy's Just Andy cool. down the street. Yeah, that guy's yeah. awesome. He was in like fourth grade or something and he'd play hockey and he'd be like, man, Andy plays hockey too. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest dude I know, Andy. I am though a fan of uh, animals and pets just having like aggressively normy human names. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you know, Mike. Walt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike. Dog named Mike is actually really funny. Yeah, I I love that shit. Where you're My just friend like, what's named this her little, dog's name? Her little miniature something or other, George. Just like a little, <laughs> yeah. little toy dog named George. <laughs> oh, I funny. love that. Um, friend of the show Emily Heller. Her dog's name is Alan. And then she posts <laughs> Alan. I'm just like, yeah, more of Alan. this. More oh of my this. God. <laughs> um, all right, so go give that white lady a bunny. Uh, yep. Yay. Problem Great. solved. Let's do one more voicemail. Here we go. Hello, yo, is this racist? Um, my mom and I went to a sculpture park, and one of the sculptures was of someone's head. Um, we read the description, and it said it was of someone of European descent, like a white person. Uh, but my mom said to me that they looked very mongoloid, yes. like use the word mongoloid. Um, I brushed it off at the time, um, and for context, we're Asian-American, Filipino-American, uh, but was that okay for her to say, that word? Um, just wondering. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. That question has layers. Yeah. Because when she said she was a Filipino, uh, I think she's a Filipino and something, Asian and Filipino, I was like, oh, that's a twist. Yeah, I didn't yeah. clock that before. I didn't clock that. So does that mean her mother is as well? That doesn't necessarily have to mean that she that's is. That's true. We don't know. We don't know. And, uh, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so the term mongoloid, I guess, was used back when they would uh, d- separate the races into three Weird ass terms: Caucasoid, Mongoloid, and Negroid. Negroids um, in the house. Sorry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Negroid hive, rise up! Um, <laughs> what a wild, what a wild term. So I guess that yeah. was just meant to refer to Asian? people from Asia. I guess, like Mongolia. Right? Mm-hmm. Was Mongolia the like the headliner of Asia at the time? <laughs> where, <laughs> headlined at Coachella, we, right? <laughs> That Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Mongolia. <laughs> Mongolia. <laughs> um, but then also, like, 
Isn't mongoloid a derogative term for people with Down syndrome? So I, I feel like even that. if the mom is Asian, maybe we ought to just retire mongoloid altogether. Yeah, it right? doesn't feel, yeah, at, 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 at best, it's inaccurate. At worst, it's a hard slur. And yeah. so uh, I apologize, listeners, we didn't have a slur warning ahead of that because I truly don't know. I, if, it feels real bad, so no one should <laughs> say it. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't roll off the tongue very nicely. No, but it, it is interesting thinking like if this woman who made the comment was Asian and she was. It would have been different if she was Asian because it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, but still then then you get the ableism bit. So I feel right. like yep. so I feel like if she's Asian, it's probably fine if there weren't if it wasn't for the Down syndrome derogatory slur. But since we have that, nobody say it. Boom. Boom. Yeah, Weird. We, <laughs> yeah, let's just do your show, actually. It feels like your show would be easier and less chaotic to do right now at this point. <laughs> um, also, I'm confused about what this statue was that it didn't say exactly who it was or where they were from. It's not often you have a statue that's just like This is a Caucasian. white person. <laughs> yeah. This is just a random white sculpture. Right. Normally it that says like, this is some fucking racist general who fought the yeah. battle of whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. Instead, yeah, it's yeah. just like a white. Dennis. <laughs> this is a white. <laughs> Dennis, a white. Name your dog after that sculpture. Just yeah. European descent, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, any, any suggestion for what the caller in this one can do for her mom using a term like that other than just be like, hey, that term's super outdated. Also, are you a time traveler? <laughs> yeah, just ask her if she's okay. No, um, I would say, yeah, don't use that word anymore. Yeah, it's super weird. It is super weird. And just be like, it's kind of ableist and gross and, you know. Yeah. Say Asian. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially if she's if, Asian. If you're Asian. <laughs> or if you're white, your kid's Asian. You got to have a yeah. degree of sensitivity. You yeah. Have a little, a little extra bit. degree of sensitivity. We would hope anyway. I know that's not always the case, but uh, yeah. we'd hope you got an immediate family member of this lineage. Maybe you got to, you know, it's clean like, up your language a little bit. Tell your mom to clean up her language a little bit and then give her a bunny. Yeah. Yes. So for both, weird. Yeah, wow. For both right? calls, <laughs> the advice is this lady just needs a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's what we're here to do. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so last week we advised people to support National Network of Abortion Funds, which you can find at abortionfunds.org, uh, a great place to support all kinds of folks who are already doing the work. Um, Amani, is there any other like tangible kind of marching orders other than understanding that upholding the Mississippi ban is an overturning of Roe? We can just state that again. Is there any other thing that our listeners can do or know? Yeah, I just feel like people just need to get ready, right? Just get ready. Be ready yeah. and figure out now what you're willing to do. Because like, yeah. if you're willing to break the law, if that's your, if that's your jam, then... I don't know, buy clothes that cover your face for when you're protesting and doing stuff. Like you figure out how to get your digital footprint off mm -hmm. the internet, turn off your locator services on your phone, like get a VPN. Honestly, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that people should be doing is digital security. A lot of yeah. people aren't digitally secure. And also just like, it, you really need to think about it so that when someone comes to you and it's like, uh, I have this issue, you'll know what you're willing to do. And if you're not willing to take that step, then you'll know who to call. Find out which one of your friends is about to like put on a black mask and go, I don't know, drive yep. me so across the country in an un unmarked van. You know, like find, figure out what you're willing to do 
And then yeah. just get ready because it's going to be nasty. Also, though, like realize that Roe versus Wade was the floor. Like, frankly, Roe versus Wade is bullshit. So we can build something better than Roe versus Wade. It's going to take a while. This is a long fight and it's not going to be pretty. But at the end of the road is something that is way better than what we had. Yeah. So, I mean, I love when y'all say that on your show that we can build something better than Roe. It does give hope. It it also doesn't uh, uh, ignore the fact that it, it will be gone and we have yeah. to be prepared for that. We have to address it and we can't, you know, fall can't into hysterics. Yeah. yeah. It's happening. So yep. get ready. And yeah, like Imani said, if you're not the person to aid and abet, you know someone more radical than you. We all know mm-hmm. someone further on that spectrum or or who who is in a safer position to be more radical than you maybe it's right. not safe for you too and that's right. okay too but really having a full understanding of who you are what you're capable of what you're okay with doing how you're okay with supporting you know there are plenty of ways to support this fight for bodily autonomy if you're like a suburban white lady and you're down for some shit you're <laughs> mm-hmm. honestly like y'all are gonna be the best ones yeah, come on. They've been making shows about that for years. Freaking weeds. soccer mom's gone wild. Yeah, right? weeds, exactly. Just, come on, this is your weeds moment. You've already you got the van. Just fill it with miso. Just fucking do it. Let's go. Skylar from Breaking Bad, come on. You guys are some of our, you can be our biggest assets. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Thank you so much. Let's all just, yeah, try and keep, try and keep our fucking chins up. Shit is rough and- uh-huh. Turn to the people who are who've been yelling about this for years, and that applies to all of these things. Turn to the people who've already been talking about it because they will know where to point you and they will have a, a cooler head rather than the folks who have just decided to start paying attention or just had the ability to start paying attention. I don't mean to make it all sound negative. Some yep. people just had the ability to start paying attention, and that's okay, but they're not the ones to lead. We done did it. We this did has it. been a show. America. <laughs> yeah, America. Thank you. No, America, no. absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, absolutely America, not. Get, it, get your shit together. Yeah, g- gather your belongings um, <laughs> and leave my home. <laughs> <laughs> get out. <laughs> this has been uh, a, a special uh, guest co hosted episode of Yo Is This Racist by our friend Imani Gandhi. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you can find Imani at Angry Black Lady on Twitter. Um, where else would you like the people to find you? Uh, rewirenewsgroup.com. That's about cool. it. Yeah. Yep. Check yeah. out her pod, Boom Lawyered. Um, you can find me and Kevin back here next week with Andrew, our regular co-host. Uh, you can follow us at Yo Is This Racist on all the things or at Suboptimal Pods on Instagram. Suboptimal Pods is our uh, subscription-only site where we oof, try and do more lighthearted content than this and try not to talk about racism, but surprise, we do a little bit sometimes. Um, we have a, a, a racism antidote show every Friday called Yo, Can We Live, which you can check out by subscribing at suboptimalpods.com. Call in with your racism voicemail questions call in to snitch on your coworkers. we love snitches tell us about some wild shit your mom did 323-389-7223 that's 323-389-RACE that's all peace this is suboptimal